hi again, everyone. Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast. It's Kathy Ostapchuk with you here today. And we are offering you another true conversation in the form of the podcast. And these were recorded since we began these uh, back in March when actually the pandemic hit and we realized, uh-oh, this is a new reality. Things are a little bit different. And so we're bringing it to you now in hopes that this is going to actually come to you at the time that you need it most. Maybe today when you listen to it, wherever you are in your car, going for a walk at home, uh, this is going to be what you need for your new now. And I really believe that it will be this message from Vanessa. Um, it was recorded earlier in the pandemic when we were only in it about 10 weeks. But now we are finding ourselves in midsummer, and this message is more relevant now, I think, than when we even recorded this true conversation. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Vanessa talks about the fact that when the pandemic hit, when we realized, oh my goodness, we have to self-isolate, our world has to change, we need to be in a very um, safe and um, keeping ourselves uh, from harm sort of mode, we were in crisis, so we had to pivot a lot. We had to change things up very, very quickly. We had to get used to surviving. And then as things went on over the weeks, we found that, wow, this is gonna take longer than we thought. We're gonna be in this longer than we thought. And she talks about not only this being a period of longevity, but longevity. And here we are, yeah, we've been in this for a while. And so, the longer we're in it, the more our sense of purpose really does get undermined. And we wonder, you know, are we walking in circles? What am I supposed to be doing in this? Who am I? What have I lost? And so this conversation is stunning today. You'll hear a little bit about her as I introduce her in True Conversations, which was recorded before. But I will add that she uh, picked up and moved her whole family with her husband from Australia to Pioneer Resurgent Church in Montreal. They carry a God-given promise as a family of a reawakening across Quebec and the French-speaking world. And I would say that since Vanessa and I have connected and God has brought her into the gather world, I believe that reawakening is for the women in this nation through Vanessa's ministry as well. So she is a fabulous coach. You'll hear her coaching heart in this conversation. And as she has become our developer strategist, she's coaching um, all of our interns. And it's, it's really stunning to see the transformation. I would love you to listen in deep. Again, pen and paper handy because you're gonna to wanna to take notes. You want to listen to her points uh, for moving through the longer days because we've got some longer days ahead of us so focusing on what you can can control drawing a circle around that and then really having to surrender the rest probably would be point number one so lean in have a listen to the brilliant Vanessa Hoyes as she talks about navigating the wilderness and staying in it and building resilience for as long as it takes and we'll talk to you on the other side. Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. 
The Her Influence podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by Women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. We are grateful for our sponsor partnership for Season 3, Horizon College and Seminary, and in partnership with Sisterhood YXE and Lead Women, a women's cohort designed to provide women with a graduate education in ministry leadership that empowers them to bring transformational change to their churches, communities, and world with full or part-time and geographical flexibility. Find out more at horizon.edu. And now, here are your hosts. Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Honestly, girls, it's such an honor to be on the other side of this moment um, where I get to usually host so many incredible voices across our nation. Um, thank you for just leaning into this journey with us. And if you're new to the conversation and together, we're just so glad that you're here. Um, Gather is is amazing, um, an amazing movement that I feel honoured to um, serve and really just stand alongside Kathleen as an armour bearer and incredible team around us. So thank you so much. Um, I am excited about today. I'd love to read a scripture over you and then pray. And so we're going to be in Colossians 1. Um, it's in a message paraphrased version. And it's uh, 5 to 15. And it says, The lines of purpose in your lives never grow slack, tightly tied as they are to your future in heaven, taught, kept taught by hope. It's the same all over the world. I love that. We're so connected, right? And more now than ever. The message bears fruit and gets larger and stronger, just as it has in you. Everyone say to yourself or in the comments, in me. In me. Um, from the very first day you heard and recognized the truth of what God is doing, you've been hungry for more. It's as vigorous in you now as you learnt it from our close friend and associate Epaphras. He is one reliable worker for Christ. I could always depend on him. He's the one who told us how thoroughly love has been worked into your lives by the Spirit. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you'll learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength, glory strength, I love that, that God gives. It's the strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark dungeons, and he set us up for the, in the kingdom of the son who he loves so much. And the son who got us out of the pit, got rid of all our sins we were doomed to keep repeating. So we look at this son and see the God who cannot be seen, and we look at this son and we see God's original purpose in everything. And then it goes on and it says galaxies and um, 
and and governments find their place in him or the broken and dislocated parts and pieces of the world find their place in him. And I just wanted to remind us as we begin and then pray, I wanted to remind us of the power of purpose that is kept taught by hope. And um, I'm going to speak actually into the word resilience around our purpose in this season as we're rediscovering who we are, what we're made of, why we're here, um, a gift we're being given in this in this crucible season. And I want to pray over you right now. So, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time with these girls. And I just pray as we come together, Lord Jesus, we just... I just thank God the same way the writer of Colossians is just thanking God for the people reading this scripture. I thank God for these girls. I thank God for their purpose on the planet, their purpose in this nation, their purpose in their neighborhood, their purpose in their home. And I pray that in this season we're moving into now, God, we would look back and we would just see such invitation to a more growth and more discovery of who you are and that we would co-labor with the work you're doing on this planet God to let heaven invade earth and we pray this in Jesus name amen amen so uh, I love that scripture um, I love the word purpose and I am a pastor and a coach, and so I have definitely found over the last few months, people are with the, the it went from a um, an urgency and a crisis that we were entering, where there was just so much pivoting happening and so much survival and what's it going to look like and um, how's it going to be. Um, but now we're eight, nine, ten weeks on. I actually was in the UK in in February, and so um, understood it a bit more weightier over there before it really hit Canada. And um, and I think what has kind of happened in this season is the longevity of this and the potential longevity and longer um, dynamic of what is at stake. Um, is really um, undermining people's sense of purpose. They're questioning what this year was about, what God was meant to be at work doing. Um, bigger questions are coming up all over my pastoral work and my coaching work about life and purpose and identity. And one thing we had to move our, our church team from was the urgency that kind of invited us into this season and the crisis mode we were in to now begin to speak a little bit more about resilience and about what it means longer term to endure this, to endure life. Um, to be really honest with some of you girls, if you hold leadership positions, as you all do in different spheres, do you know the there's some things that I think we have to be mindful of a, a longer term, a longer term new the new now will become the new normal and I've been trying to say don't call it new normal yet but the more I'm just discovering life is going to have a lot of elements to what we see now um, different challenges will come our way and I do believe that the Lord is building a resilience within his people and his church and the kingdom of God for purposes that are completely unseen yet 
And I do believe he is using this for his kingdom purpose. So we've got to go as we look for our purpose, what's God's purpose in this? And I think one of the missing links for people is this sense of resilience because they want life to go back to what it was and they want life to just um, hope that as soon as summer hits or as soon as this hits or September, aren't we opening in September? Or um, And so we can get weary. Would you agree? We get a little bit weary right now. Yeah, so um, so what I'm going to do is screen share with you if it's okay, and um, I'm going to screen share with you just some thoughts that I have. Don't worry as far as the podcast goes. I'm really just talking that these are just visual prompters um, for us today, and I do want to speak about um, resilience. Um, I'm just going to go... Everybody here, press present. Um, and I'll give you access, anyone access to um, this afterwards. Why is it not present? Okay, here we are. Um, so I'm just going to learn. <laughs> can you see my screen? Give me a thumbs up if you can see my screen. Okay need to get back to the beginning <laughs> okay sorry I practice this and everything okay here we go okay so what I want to cover is we just talk about resilience for a few minutes is um, this thought that we want to develop a new wine skin and a new pathway for the new now. Lots of new in there. Everyone say new. If you are an Enneagram 6, new is not fun. There's certain numbers that new is very fun, but if you're a 6 on the Enneagram, it's not always that fun. Um, but I really sensed um, at the beginning of this that there was some new pathways, and we're going to just look at one more scripture as far as what I felt like God was saying. But just lately, I do feel like what God's saying is the new thing I want to do in you does require this new wineskin. So who are we going to become in the process of discovering God's purpose in this season? So I want to talk just what is, why, why am I saying the word new now, new normal? What is it? Where are we at? I want you to think if you can, and if you want to write it in the comments, like, what does the new now look like? What have been some, what's new for you? What's different for you? Because new can feel good and new can feel really scary. So if you want to, in the comments, just engage in this process a little bit, I want you to think about what is new and what is different for you now. I'd love to just know and we'll look at the comments afterwards. Um, then we're going to talk about why do we need resilience and how do we grow resilience. So this is a scripture Kathy's heard. I've actually podcasted on it and um, taught on it quite a bit. But this is what God was saying um, here in this scripture. Um, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. That actually is um, referenced back to this new wineskin that we were. I'm referring to in the in the New Testament as well that Jesus talks about. Don't you see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness and I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. So I have taught on that already and you can listen to some of that in the podcast. But I really felt like in this 
season for some people um you come through a wilderness season but you actually come out with more you come out with an abundance you come out with some people they they've got more financially now than they've ever had they're getting government support some of the young people we passed I'm like you at what per week and now you're getting what per week from the government you know and so for some people there's more that they're coming out with and when the people of old were in the wilderness, if they actually had prospered in the wilderness season, they were finding it too difficult to make a pathway with all their animals and all their herds and all their flocks and all their prosperity. And so God was actually having to help them find a pathway. We think wilderness is always bad, but it's not always bad. Many people prospered in the wilderness. In fact, God said, do what you know to do in the wilderness. Have the babies, grow their gardens do the things like I will prosper you even in a wilderness season and some of you need to hear that today God wants to prosper you in this season and then for others they had to um, travel a different pathway towards the promised land and they had to go towards the wastelands like the the dry river banks and they had to go that way because they couldn't get through the urban centers or through the wilderness through the the kind of brushy, bushy wilderness. And so they needed to go a scary way where there was no water. And God says, I'm going to create water rivers in that dry wasteland for you. And so you could have less right now. You could have lack. You could feel dry. It could feel barren relationally, um, spiritually, emotionally. And I want to say that I believe God is going to pour rivers, like rivers over you, into you and out from you. Do you receive that? Do you agree with that today? Yeah. And so here we just have um, a definition of resilience. Um, sorry about my spelling on here. The capability, power, or ability to return to the position after being bent, <laughs> stretched, um, like an elasticity. And it's an ability to recover readily from illness, depression, adversity, or the like. It's a buoyancy and an ability to spring back. Now, when um, people talk about leadership, I people talk about words like chemistry, competency, character. You kind of hear those those C's in, in the like picking a leadership team, identifying leaders. One extra word I've always added into my um, discernment around raising up and releasing leaders is a word constitution. And why I like the word constitution is because constitution kind of says a lot more about how you're going to carry the weight or bounce back from the challenges that come with leadership. When um, I see a naturopath, she often talks about my constitution of my body, of my health. And when I asked her about it and she was looking at it through my eyes and what color are my eyes and what color do I dream? Do I dream in black and white or all color? Anyway, I said, why are you asking these questions? And she said, because I want to know how quickly you recover from an illness. And I think this resilience constitution kind of word is actually one of the keys to us finding purpose through pain, through longevity of a season, through really what is going on in this current reality is we're trying to identify what's the makeup of our constitution to handle crisis and challenge and 
um, quite a bit going on in our world. And so you can ask yourself that question. Um, what do I, on a scale of one to 10, what, do I, what would I discern about my own constitution? Like when a setback comes, how quickly can I bounce back? And here's the, the visual I want you to have. You're not just actually bouncing back to an original form. You're it's like a forward. It's like a springing movement that even through the challenge or the pain of it, you've been able to learn something that moves you forward. And I love just thinking about that for people. And I get excited when I pastor and coach people to take the lessons they're learning and let it move them forward. So now in corporate language, the word they're using around this season is the word VUCA. This is a VUCA reality for the world. Um, give me um, a wave if you've heard that word. I It was kind of newer to me. Basically, it means um, how do you build resilience in a VUCA world? It means um, V for volatile, U for uncertainty, C for chaos or complexity, and A for ambiguity. Now, does this not actually completely define the world we're living in right now? volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. They are four different things, to be honest, but um, the, the language coming out of corporate world right now is how can we build resilience as an organization, as an individual, as a family unit when the world is quite VUCA, volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous. Um, interesting language that I just thought I would highlight for you because there is um there's there is a difference between those five things and to be honest those different um volatility does something different to our personhood and our personality makeup than uncertainty does to other people so I do a lot of Enneagram work in my coaching and pastoring and depending on your number and your triad where you kind of sit will depend on whether ambiguity actually bothers you more than volatility or uncertainty bothers you um, more than, you know, maybe their volatility. And so it's actually good to start to discern and go, it's not just everything overwhelming me. What is it about this situation? What is it today? Even some of you might need to say today, what's what's bothering me what's what's getting to the core of who I am just today because it might be different than yesterday um I just want to pause for a second and Rebecca just in terms of how I'd love to um if there's any questions you're seeing that would just reference what I've taught so far love to just bring any clarity right in this moment is there anything um no one has written me, but does anyone have anything they'd like to just quickly jump in and ask? Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Um, I really just want to let this feel relevant for you or applicable to who you are right now. So, so um, these are the five strategies I want to go through um, fairly quickly when it comes to building resilience and really just finding purpose through um, a season like this. 
and asking God, what is the new um, wine skin that you're trying to create out of this or the new pathway that you're doing? So I'm going to go through these five um, strategies really um, briefly, but here they are as an overview. So we're going to first ask the question, what is going on in my body, my soul, or my spirit? What, where, is, where am I feeling the pressure? Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about controlling um, what you can and influencing what you can't control. And then what curiosity does to build resilience and find purpose in your life, um, what it means to care for yourself and really what it means to make a commitment to moving forward. So the first thing um, many of you would be familiar with is um, a tool that I use often when we're trying to discern, God, what is going on? What am I feeling? The anxiousness I'm feeling or the overwhelm that I'm feeling or even the joy that I'm feeling? Um, what is really going on in, in myself right now? And so I'm often talking to my team and I'm often talking to leaders and my clients about discerning, is this something physical? Is this something emotional, something mental, or is this something spiritual? Because I think too often in our life, we're using the spiritual language for something that's really physical and the physical language for something that could be emotional. And we do have to start to look at ourselves a little bit more holistically and go, okay, if I embody soul and spirit in this divine vessel of mine, then I want to start to learn quickly how to discern what is going on. So one of the, my favorite tools to use when I need clarity about where am I carrying, um, where am I carrying pain today? Where am I carrying my fears? Where am I carrying the pressure or the stress? I move towards some centering prayer. And so, again, many of you are familiar um, with this. I know Sharon, who's online, one of our incredible interns and leaders in our nation, she often references her time of, um, of centering prayer that she has, um, contemplative prayer in the mornings. And um, she, I'm sure she could answer it even more thoroughly than I can. But being a nine on the Enneagram, I often fall asleep to my life. And so um, centering prayer just helps me really identify what is going on in um, my body, in my soul and in my spirit. And so there's just a little practical tool here of what centering prayer looks like. Often you're just going to choose a word, maybe a word you woke up with or a word from your reading or something in the morning, just a word that feels important to you, sacred to you. And you're just going to use that as an invitation um, to make it sacred, make it holy, just make the word itself holy and invite God into that word. You're going to sit comfortably knowing that that word is what's going to keep bringing you back to the center of your time in that moment with the Lord. Um, there's incredible apps out there where you can start to train yourself to go from 30 seconds of centering prayer to a minute to three minutes to five minutes. Um, often people are talking about the discipline of a 20-minute centering prayer time in your life. And to be honest, I had to really grow that. Like that didn't just happen for me. 
Um, although I like contemplation, it took me a long time to get to 20 minutes. So maybe comment if this is a spiritual practice of yours already and the girls can learn from each other. If there's someone on there that says, yes, I love this, then why don't you connect with them on the conversation or later over on Facebook and anyone where this is um, just great regular experience for you. Why don't you make some conversations happen on the Facebook about this so we can learn from one another but what you're going to do is as you're just breathing, as you're um, really entering the presence of God, you're actually engaging um, those, those thoughts that want to go everywhere. And you actually need to know they're going somewhere and they're telling you something about what's going on. You're going to feel it maybe in your body, something you hadn't felt, or you're going to notice a thought, or you're going to feel something in your emotions. Then what you're going to do is just literally like lead it back to this word. So you're not denying it, you're not repressing it, you're not feeling condemned for it. You're just taking all what's going on in your body and your soul and centering it again um, as an offering back to God. And so you'll notice things about yourself that I believe you don't notice unless you learn how to stop (laughs) and pause. And then at the end, you just take some silent time And really process what you're doing is processing where you went in that moment and what you brought back to the Lord. And then for me, often I'm then journaling. I'm not able to really say what I feel or or sense or am carrying until I've done this practice. And so I tell people all the time, let this be um, a, a discipline of yours. And when you can't do it for 20 minutes, take 10 deep breaths. And just even in the moment, even in your home, even in your workplace, even in a Zoom meeting, when you're feeling like something is going on and you can't discern it, just take 10 deep breaths. Breathe in, breathe out. Take a word maybe that you have had if you practice this discipline in the morning and come back to that word and see if it helps you clarify what's going on in your body or your emotions. Or your, um, or the spiritual dynamic that might be at play that just needs the, the, the assignment to be cancelled of the enemy, and you just need to pray with authority, or you might genuinely just need to move, right? Just move, or you might really need to say how you're feeling. So that's thought number one. Okay, thought number two I've got here is. Um, Stephen Covey does incredible work, highly um, habits of highly effective people, etc. But he does great work around discerning what can you control versus what can you influence. And I think this is a really important one because I think I wrote down here, you can't control a lot more than your own reactions, own behaviors. And you're, the way you're responding to a situation going on collectively, globally, or in your own home, or in an email you just received, or all the rest of it, there's not a lot of control you have of what's going on around you in that circle. But what you do have is so much ability to influence as opposed to control. This is a huge one for our purpose girls because I think so often we try and attach our purpose on the planet our purpose in this season to actually things we can't control 
And so we live in a generation. I work with a generation of um, millennials, um, Gen Y, Gen Z, and they live their life in this um, unrealistic, often, world of I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to influence the world out there. I'm going to um, like make a difference out there with like relationships where I might never actually meet that person. And so it's really messed up our, our um, opportunity to, to control what we can control and influence a different circle. Their circle is very wide for who they can influence. But I want to kind of strip that back for a moment when it comes to our purpose and say we have an incredible purpose to respond with God, co-labor with God on exactly right now what is going on in the world around us with our responses. So how we're reacting to it, what we're choosing to um, discern over the situation, um, that's not a huge circle. And I teach our young people all the time, you want to focus on this large circle of influence and forget that you first have to steward a circle of control that you do have, right? And um, and so I try and nearly drill people's purpose back down to their life, their reality, their world, what how they can respond. And truly the circle of influence isn't, um, it's larger, we can make a difference, but we actually can't control in our circle of influence the narrative or the outcome. And so when you're building resilience in your life, I think with literally the second thing I tell people to do is draw a circle around what you have responsibility over and then release the other circle and ask that question second. Yes, how could I make a difference there? Yes, how could I influence that circumstance? And then absolutely, yes, I can pray. Yes, I can absolutely use my weapons of warfare to make a difference in that, to influence that dynamic. But actually, if I pray, 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 but don't take responsibility for my own reactions, my own emotions, what I eat that day, all the things I can control, then sometimes we just layer this excuse of praying with not actually doing, which we agree with that sometimes. And um, I think it's a beautiful partnership of both. Kathy, you said earlier, um, there's so much resource out there that people are um, nearly over-resourced. And I've been saying for quite a long time, like I believe we're over-resourced and under-activated. And, um, and that's what I noticed is happening. It's like, yay, here's all the information. It's going to, like, that's, you know, I might influence the information or it might influence me. But what we are not doing is focusing on one next step and something we can do. So um, I love this sort of just drawing a circle around what you can control. I can't control my teenage daughters in everything they're feeling right now. And I want to and I can't, but I can influence. And I can um, make a difference that way, but without the pressure of, of controlling them. So third thought is um, stay curious, stay curious. This is incredible for purpose, incredible for resilience. Um, honestly, the more in this season 
you can explore options when you're hitting brick walls. It's in, it takes energy though, girls. Can I say like, I know curiosity takes energy, but it's worth it to continue to expand um, and explore God's purposes for you in this season. So just think possibility versus problem. Think opportunity versus obstacle. Think what if, not why, um, what, why, why not. It's a discipline. It's not a personality trait. Curiosity is actually a muscle that builds and builds and builds in you. And, um, and it, I am a lazy like thinker. I, I'm, I'm genuinely, it's not, it's, I'm not putting myself down. It's just, I get lazy and I fall asleep to my life. And so curiosity has helped me stay awake. And so work out what that means. Ask questions, listen, um, play oh my gosh like do something just play in a new way create in a new way try something new I did this powerpoint girls I've never done a powerpoint in my life okay can you celebrate me for a second <laughs> and anyone on our gather team knows how much I hate technology of any kind but I have come to just discover how much creativity is in me and how I actually enjoy um, the finished product, not the process, but the finished product. So um, I see Kathy, Kathy's done it for years. She's incredible with all this um, design stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do it. So, okay. Fourth one. Um, okay. What does it mean to care for yourself? What is self care for you in this season? What is, um, what is it? In fact, in the comments, can you just write like something that you have started to do that um, has been care for yourself? Just write it down. I don't want to go too much more into it. I just want to say um, building resilience in your life requires that you care for you because if you don't and everyone else comes first, you'll have nothing left to give. And to be honest, the Bible, like loving yourself as you love your neighbor, right there, purpose is found in loving yourself, loving yourself well, taking care of yourself. Um, this has been the most craziest, fullest season of our whole entire life. And learning to care for myself is not what I do well at all. So creating some rhythms, creating some um, some just moments to give myself permission to do something I love and enjoy um, hasn't been easy for me and I'm sure for many of you. So what is it that helps you care for yourself? And then in this, I would say connection with others. So it's love yourself, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so these two things go together Um if you are not loving right now, just super practically um, as we come towards the last point, if you're not loving Zoom because you have to associate so much of it with learning and work, I just say to people, pick up the phone, like find different ways or go do that, like sit on the front porch and, you know, connect that way. But um, I've, I've hated typing text messages lately and I've started voice memoing people. I just needed to find different ways to truly try and stay connected and stay relationally connected. Um, I find Marco Polo really great for relationship connection because it's still face-to-face, -face, but you can watch it whenever you want. 
And so um, just work out what connection with others means and um, just continue to honour and build, build resilience and continue to take care of yourself. And lastly, um, here's my um, last point is here, communicate your commitment to moving forward through all of this season to you, to people that love you, to people you're on a team with, to family, to yourself. Yes, I'm committed to growing. I'm committed to moving forward. But if you need to say, however, here's the boundaries that are going to allow me to do this long-term, are going to allow me to do this with purpose, honouring my values, honouring who I am, how I want to do life, the long-term commitment to the future requires the short-term um, commitment to boundaries. And so I teach my team all the time, you, uh, we want a yes. We want, everyone's like, oh, you just want yes men around you. I want yes people to like vision. I want yes people to long-term. I want yes, I am in, but I want yes to the vision, but I want, I want no when you can't say yes. I want to hear you honestly. I want to know your boundaries. I want to, I want to know how to see you thrive for the long term. And I need to know what you need and I need to know what's not working for you. And so I've written here the last strategy to resilience is good boundaries. But in the context of I'm with you, I'm in this, I'm committed because too many boundaries are no. Whereas I'm like, this is not a no, this is a yes, but can we do it this way, right? So um, I, see, I call boundaries, of course, a, a, a gate, not a fence. And the gate is yes to relationship, but no to that way. You know, yes to the vision, but no, not right now. So um, here's, just a quick, simple um, key I teach our team on building um, the win for the long-term future. Um, it's boundary language. When, I want people to be able to say when, so W, when you behave like this or do this, um, it's creating difficulty for me in this way. So when you do that, it impacts me, so I for impact in this way. This is how I feel when this behavior is happening. This is what it does in me personally. I identify with the emotion, like what's really going on. So you've done the work, not the other person. You're doing the work. Next time, um, I would love to see you. Spelt behavior wrong. <laughs> and take look, I've spelled all those. That was like midnight last night, my last point. So next time. Um, could you do it like this, you know, whatever, however you want to say, or is there a way you could do it differently so you can put some of that conversation back on then um, and then you settle. Are we okay with this conversation? Are we okay with moving forward in your workplace, in your home? Um, and you're not saying you're forcing me to feel like this. You're just being honest and saying these behaviours do this in me. And so... I just want to say continue to commit to moving forward, but if you need boundaries, this is a really great language around boundaries that I'll give you and leave with you. And then lastly, super quick leadership. Um, 
thought, I don't even want to go through it now. I'm going to post it online for you. But if you're a leader, this is the five things we've done to continue to just move our congregation. There's about a thousand people that call um, Resurgent Home. They're not all engaging right now, but we're trying. We're stronger than ever in all the ways we've been able to just keep people connected. But it's been really um, intentional leadership through this season of our church and then my family, and then our business, and then my volunteering in Gather. Um, the leader in me has had to be really, really strong in this season, and I'm sure for you two girls. And so I'll just post that separate post online so you can have it, just things I've done to continue to lead people well through this season. And then um, this is a blessing I want to leave you with. So um, I would actually love... Um, just as we close out, I'm going to speak it over you. You could just keep your eyes closed if you want or get into a posture of receiving. But I just want to bless you with um, a blessing for the new. And just as this by John O'Donoghue, I give thanks for arriving safely in a new dawn. For the gift of eyes to see the world, the gift of mind to feel at home in my life. The waves of possibility breaking on the shore of dawn, the harvest of the past that awaits my hunger, and all the furtherings this new day will bring. In the name of Jesus, I bless the furtherings. I bless the future. I bless the, the lines of purpose that will not grow slack, kept taught by hope and a resilience that is building in each and every one of these girls. I bless this new now. I bless their new normal. I bless their new next until the day we all are face-to-face -face with you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks, girls. That was amazing, Vanessa. Thank you so much for taking us on this journey. Yeah. I think so many of us resonated with um, what you said about attaching our purpose to something that we absolutely can't control. And we see the stress and anxiety around us where people are placing their purpose right into the external where they, they don't have influence really over the outcome. And so that stress between the gap and you're just saying, bring it in to the things you can't control and know where your circle is. And then the boundaries around that are gates that you control as well. And it just is beautiful language because I think it leads to health. I think it leads to self-health and then healthy communities. Such a good word in this season, um, how we keep our purpose uh, taught is with our hope. And it's that tension between, you know, uh, just hope will keep me moving forward and not stuck. So much there. I just want to thank you. It's been an honor to have you on this pro um, on this platform today. For those of you that don't know, um, Vanessa Ho Hoys is also one of our Her Influence podcast co-hosts. So be sure to follow us on the Her Influence podcast. And also, she is a strategist with us here at Gather in developing our interns and actually developing our whole team to move the whole movement forward. So I'm going to pass it to Rebecca to see if there's any questions from any of you. 
So I didn't have any questions. I would imagine that the ladies like me were just soaking that all in such tremendously good wisdom. And I don't even think I could stop to think of a question because I was just trying to just just bring in everything you were saying. But if there are any follow-up questions, I encourage you to post them in the Facebook group and we'll make sure that we, we try to get some answers for you. Totally. I'd love that. And I'll be on there and um, I can send you anything from that PowerPoint. And um, if we can help you in any way, just let you know. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Vanessa. You know, I really related to the fact that we are in this VUCA reality and we will be for quite some time. It's volatile, it's uncertain, it's complicated, and it's really ambiguous. It's really hard to lead in a time of ambiguity and it's really hard to live in a time of ambiguity. And so there are some who won't know what to do with it. But those of us who do know what to do, that there are different uh, principles that we can use to center our lives, to ground us, and also to stay curious about our future. I think we will the one we will be the ones that have more resilience when we are in the next season. And so we're going to use that. We're going to steward that not only for the people in our circle that we do influence, for, but for all those that God brings to us, that we can encourage, that we can offer hope. We can offer some principles and some tools for living with purpose, not only in this season, but the next. So stay continue, continue to stay close to us here at Gather because we have some great things coming up uh, when we enter the fall season and you won't want to miss it. Find us at gatherwomen.com, join our email list, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. We are here to connect you. We need to close the distance for so many of us feeling isolated in this season, we'll continue to feel isolated in many ways. Since churches may not be opening fully for a while, we will need points of connectivity and we would invite you to find that here with Gather Women. Also, we are here to equip you. We have amazing content for you. These, this podcast is one. And we have curriculum and we've got book club and all of these different things that we are wanting to just equip you with and we want to mobilize you to action too so just again stay tuned we want to develop your gifts we want you to lean in to a greater purpose beyond the now which seems a little bit confining but we know that it's always darkest before the light comes and when things open up you will want to be ready you will want to be intentional and just lean into the things that God has designed for you we're here with you we are championing you, women across this nation. We are here for you. We love you. We see you. We believe that there is a great call on each of you individually and on all of us collectively That because God has placed us here for such a time as now. So let's do great things together, shall we? And meanwhile, we'll be sisters and we'll keep saying, yay, go Canada, go God. We can do this. We can do hard things and we'll come out the other side. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence podcast. Download and share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Go to gatherwomen.com for show notes, resources, and events in your area. We invite you to join the movement to hear the voices of women represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations. 
and to see the presence of women in equal value and strength in every area of influence. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.